Weekend Canada's F1 show. It's your host, James Nellis, joined by a team manager for Pro Racing Ontario, Daryl Timmers, and we're here to discuss the Miami GP, Max Verstappen, P1, Sergio Perez, P2, and Fernando Alonso, P3. We might as well get used to that because yeah. that just looks like how it's going to shape up yeah. for the remainder of the season. I mean, I don't even know what to say. We're going to do our best to find something to talk yeah. about today, but really, they're there really is no storyline there. So why don't we just start with the spectacle of, yeah. of Formula One in America, in yeah. Miami. What did you make of the weekend? It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's looking <laughs> it kind of crazy. It is wild. Like, the the venue, like, the fact that it was really cool to see the paddock inside of the... Uh, the Hard the Rock Miami, Stadium. Yeah, the Hard yeah, Rock yeah. Stadium. Like, how they put the AstroTurf down and all that stuff. And, like, that was the, the best-looking paddock I've ever seen. Um, but that's also Liberty's turning the turning the page on North America and having F one there for uh, for three races this year. And honestly, it's if this is what the, all the races in the states are going to be, if they're sold out every time, and if we can make the racing a little bit better, right. it would be a perfect event. Right. <laughs> so the attendance is up. It was up like thirty thousand more yeah. from last season. Uh, the celebs, the stars were out in full effect. They had introductions by LL Cool J. Like it was. They had a ludicrous. Uh, concert after the race. Yeah, and Vin Diesel was there. He was looking like Vin four cylinder. Yeah, <laughs> not Vin Diesel. But it, it's all good. Maybe hydrogen. <laughs> Vin hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's all good. Yeah. I thought. I thought it was a great weekend. It was a great showing. Yes. Um, yeah. In terms of reception, there's definitely love for the sport in yeah. in in America in North America. We know that here in Canada, we've been blessed to have a Grand Prix here for yes. for years. Um, but it's nice to see some growth on this side of the pond. We underst- understand that people are a little like, well, why is it like this and why is it like that? That just comes with change yeah. In, yeah. In, in anything, including the 2022 regulations. Yeah. Uh, have they, haven't they ruined Formula One, the regulation change? Because like, have we ever seen a car so dominant? Yeah. This, um, is, this is this you know 20 like, seconds up from the next guy who isn't in that car. Yeah. I, you know, when you look at the Mercedes era, yeah, that car was pretty dominant too, but there was cars that at certain tracks gave glimmers of hope to battle that car. Right. And 100%, like the Mercedes was a dominant car, but this car, there's nothing on the grid that can keep up with it. Like, like Max was coming through the pack, like like, he was in a shifter and everyone else was in a four stroke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rock meets Briggs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, it's... I don't think it's it's the regulations that did it. I just think, again, Adrian Newey nailed it. Like, okay, so here's the other question that I had after I was thinking about this. And I'm going, how is it possible that all of these teams, all of these engineers, all of these drivers, ex- drivers except for one, got it so completely wrong? You know, when you give someone a book, you know, and there's a bunch of different pages in there and say, read the book and tell me what you think. Everyone is always going to come up with a different opinion. Not majority of the people are going to go with one opinion or the other. Yeah. When you read a, a tech book like that, there's so many different brains that are trying to, to break down what those rules mean. What will be a beneficial rule to, to kind of to, you know go towards for the car design. And when you have you know so many different brains or cooks in the kitchen... Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, the cook that actually had the good idea and made the pasta taste good was ignored. You know, so mm. when there's those lead engineers, when there's this, you know, there's a there's a pretty much a hierarchy of it's a, who yeah, gets yeah. the final decision on what design's going to go with. Right. And if the right person's not in that top position and they go left when they should have went right, it's very easy to look at that rule book and know, hey, you know what? 
I did read this wrong. I think there's another way we could have done this. Now, is that what we're seeing at Mercedes? Because James is back in there. There's been a switch uh, early in the season. I think after race two, Lewis was kind of like, well, I'm giving the engineers the feedback, but they're just not listening. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're seeing at at Mercedes? Yeah, I think it's just too many. That car is so out to lunch. It's bad. It's It's so out to lunch that I think when you take... It's like when you, another analogy, it's like getting a painting done and yeah. give them one artist and being like, go paint this. Mm-hmm. They start painting it and they're like, no, nah, I'm done. And then another artist comes in, they're going to change how that is supposed to finish. Mm. But it might not look as perfect as it would have been if that artist had just, had seen just started it yeah, yeah. from the get-go. Mm. And when you look at a, a car like this, you know, there's, and it's that bad. There's so many other people that are going to be like, no, 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 this is the reason. No, 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 this is the reason. No, this is the reason. No, this is the reason. Out of the 10 reasons, one of those might be right. But again, if that guy's not high enough in there and, and explains his reasoning well enough, it's going to get pushed to the side and they'll go another direction. Um, and I think, you know, Mercedes really thought the zero pod thing was going to be the answer. Clearly it isn't. Um, I also think that they they thought that they would be able to bring some more and know a better rear wing and some more upgrades to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like it's going in the opposite direction. Um, but again, it's, it all comes down to, you know, the hierarchy of who decides whose idea is right and who decides whose idea is wrong. All know. right. In that discussion, though, it's not just Mercedes who, who got it wrong. I mean, it's all down the grid. Ferrari, they, we thought they would come back and maybe compete. I mean, over one lap, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. But I shouldn't even say incredible. It's it's on pace. It's pretty, quick. <laughs> it's pretty fast. Pretty quick. But when it comes to the race, they're just nowhere close. I mean, Leclerc had a tough weekend. I just saw I said it's it's three crashes in eight days. That can't be good for him. Yeah. And Mick Schumacher got fired for less. Just throwing that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that just shows how much of a on the limit Leclerc is, right? right? If he's making all of these mistakes, he is on the limit of that car where you know Max and Checo are not exactly making these mistakes because I guarantee they're not on the limit of that car. You know. Um, Max was making a little bit of a mistake there in, in Q3, which ended up putting him ninth after Leclerc crashed. But right, it happens. But also, you know, I think for a 10-lap stint, Max and Checo are maybe pushing five of those laps where Ferrari is pushing 10, 10 out of, 11 out of 10 of right. those laps. And the right? thing about it, too, is the, we're not saying it's the car because, I, look, I said it last week. I think Max is probably, he's on it. He, yeah. he is the best driver on the grid right now, in my opinion. Um, but like you said, the car is just so good that if you go back to Australia, he was cutting the grass, doing pirouettes, and yeah. still winning the race. I yeah. mean, last year he was in France, he did a three sixteen, <laughs> kept going. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so I just, I just, it was just one of those things where I was like, man, I, I wonder how with all of these professionals who are top tier professionals, they just weren't able to come and, and, and get the cars collectively closer. You know, but I guess it is a work in progress. The, the regulations, they'll tweak them here and there to try and make the, the racing more competitive. Because let's be honest, the past two races, both in Azerbaijan and Miami, if it weren't for the spectacle, everybody would be going, oh man, this is terrible. And there's yeah. no point to watch this. It's not appointment tuning like it was yeah. in 2021. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I I thought this race was going to be good. When we saw Chuckle up front, you know, Max behind everyone, but then... Max, Max coming through the pack. Everyone's just like, here's the door, man. Take it. So let's talk let's... about that because he did come from nine to one. Yeah. Uh, he'd made most of his progress after like 15 laps. Yeah. He was sitting in P4, I think, or P5. Um, Again, Alonzo called that. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Alonzo's watching the TV. Yeah, he's like, good pass by Straw. <laughs> you know, which is... But that just goes to show you, man, there's a lot of disparity on the grid. We got, yeah. we got Alonzo, the nearest guy, finishing 20-something seconds back mm-hmm. at a leader. 
you know, and the leader came from P9. Yeah. So he came from ninth place. Yeah. To win by almost half a minute. Yeah. 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 And it, and and you're saying everybody's opening the door for yeah. anybody racing. Them. Yeah. That's that's the crazy thing. Like I know everyone's in their own battle. Everyone's in their own race to get the points to get better and. And them battling Max for three or four laps might end up hurting their race, and and the guys behind might catch up. But it's racing. Supposed like, to do we're it. supposed to race each other. Like when you see the the guy that everyone's like, oh yeah, that guy's out of our league. Come is behind you. Do whatever it takes to keep that guy behind you. You know, right. do whatever it takes to to try to. You know, maybe if you push him more and more and try to do all these passes and try to hold him down, and then he makes a mistake and drives off. You kept him behind you. There you go. But if right. you if he just comes through the pack and and everyone opens the door and just lets him go, no wonder he he was like he was in Baku. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it well, is, no wonder he was able to fly through the grid. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, and you can talk strategy. This he put on the hard tires that yeah. appeared to be the way to go. He was flying on those hards. Nobody yeah. could take that away. He was flying. Blocks, he was. Yeah. He Max was on it, and he's been on it all weekend. It's like a, it's like he literally read every article from last weekend that said Sergio could potentially take the fight to him. Yeah. And he said, "Oh yeah, watch, watch this, this yeah. right?" Which. I love yeah. as as a fan of racing. I think that that's a gangster move. That's yeah. how you bounce back and you quiet all the critics yeah. because Sergio did not have him in any measure on the weekend no. from FP one right through to the final race, yeah. the Grand Prix. So to me, it was a bit and starting from ninth, it was a statement victory from Max because you're looking at a guy who's got equivalent uh, machinery mm-hmm. and he's starting all the way up FP one on the grid. So. Exactly, you know and uh, and and yeah whatever everyone's gonna say strategy oh Checo wasn't on the great strategy whatever hey it is what it is majority of the field was on that strategy it's so true it's not the like top a, 10 guys all started yeah. it was only pretty much like it was Max Lewis like they were on the hards because yeah, they were out of position went on super softs for some, well on softs for some reason I was like okay whatever that's another talk but um, oh we'll get there yeah but uh, in the end I think you know Max is is on another level he's 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 one with that car right now. He's very quick in it. He's put in the performances in that he needs to. Um, you know, and Checo, I think, is the one that's on the ch- is chasing right now. You know, every weekend he goes in and he's he's going in as I'm the second and second in the championship. I'm number two driver right now. Like right. I need to keep performing, and he has all the pressure. Where Max doesn't really have the pressure on him, right? Like Max can just go and drive and do whatever he needs to do, and it all works out for him. Where uh, you know Checo's got to work hard to get to where he's going and to get those W's. And at this point, uh, yeah, he looked good last weekend, but uh, this weekend clearly uh, wasn't as well. Uh, wasn't as uh, I guess uh, up to speed as as Max was. Right. And that's usually how racing goes, man. Every day ain't Christmas, you know. Yeah, what I mean? exactly. So, uh, you know, I I hope it continues down this road. I I hope Max doesn't walk away with the next four races because yeah. then it's like okay, there's nothing left, and we're not even yeah. halfway through the season. Yeah. So I hope Sergio. I I was really hoping he'd be able to take the win this weekend, so we could actually have some something to discuss. Yeah. Uh, but evidently that's not the case. He's still in the fight, though. Yeah. Let's be honest. He he very much still is in the fight. Um, further down the grid, Carlos Sainz was saying he just can't push on those uh, on those tires with the Ferrari. He can do it for a lap, but he can't do anything in the race. He feels like he's kind of strangled and mm-hmm. chokeholded there. Um, him and George Russell were just kind of like mid packers, best of the rest. What, what do you? What do you think of that? Like, yeah, I, I honestly think that because when, these are, these are the number two guys. Yeah, but they're both they both outperformed the number one guys yeah. yesterday, right? Yeah, like, and and at that point where you know you have a team like Ferrari and Mercedes where they can't really define who their number one and number two is at this point, 
Um, you know, George, even last season, was was performing really well over over Lewis. Uh, I think it's a little tougher for Mercedes yeah. than it is for, for Ferrari right now. But, and I, I, but I also think that Mercedes is also, like, trying to figure their car out. So both of those cars are set up completely different to see what the heck would work. Right. Right? Where Ferrari, it's like, okay, well, let's just tweak this and this and see which one works a little bit better. Where I think, like, Mercedes is on opposite ends. Right. of everything you know they're on opposite strategies this weekend they're i think their cars are completely set up different mm. to see which one works like in one weekend george's setups work and one weekend hamilton setups work and it's it's one of those things where they have so much to work through with this car that there's no way that they'll put the same setup on the car right there's no way that all the wings and all the end plates and all of those things are all the same because they need to figure this car out and if they all put the exact same things on both cars What's the point of having two cars? And there's out no there. baseline. They yeah. haven't. They, they still haven't figured out a baseline yeah. for, for this particular exactly. Mercedes. Yeah. You know, they show up every week, and there's a new rear wing. There's new parts. New parts on that are bolted onto the thing, and it just doesn't get any better. So I think, uh, I think at this point, Mercedes realizes that they've got to start from scratch and go to 2024 and figure out what they're going to do with the car. And and go from there, but uh, so you're saying they just hanging on for the rest yeah, of the season? Yeah, I think they're just hanging on, getting as much money as they possibly can out of right. the constructors. If they can get a win or a couple podiums out of this, you know, it would be good. But uh, at this point, they can't beat the Aston, so I don't see them, you know, getting the podiums unless there's some reliability issues coming with the right, cars right, in the future. Right. But uh, in the end, yeah, Mercedes is definitely hurting. Um, <laughs> Ferrari, I, I, I don't. It was a decent bounce back weekend yeah, for Sainz because yeah. he didn't perform very well last weekend yeah. in, in Baku. Yeah. Um, so he he managed to finish in a good spot. He qualified fairly well as well. But I think, actually, I can't even say I think. But the thing about it is, to, when you look at uh, Alonso, it's like all right, but Stroll was nowhere. Stroll was nowhere, and it was yeah. like so. I, I I honestly I don't even know what to say. Other than Red Bull is is just gonna win every race this yeah. year, like, and then it looks like Alonso will put it in P three every like, because to me that was like Stroll should have been fourth, yeah, ain't even make it out of Q yeah. one. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Miami Grand Prix in the books, overwhelmed, underwhelmed, surprised, surprised. Got to be Magnussen. Uh, Magnuson with the quality, with the quality, with the quality P four start. Like, yeah, yeah, he had a good like three quarters of a race, and then it kind well, of the stopped. battle between yeah. him and Leclerc. We didn't even talk about that, yeah. but he was he was putting up a. This is what we want to see yeah. with Max. Though, yeah, exactly. Right? Like he was putting up a great fight yeah. with Leclerc yeah. when he knew he wasn't going to win. No, ultimately. he so, knew he was going to get passed, but at least he was battling the people. It didn't worry about screwing up the person behind. Like he was, he was like countering he was blocking he yeah. was doing everything and uh, everything under the sun to try to keep him behind and and it's like when when max got to him he was just like here you go and then leclerc goes to him he's like nope max got the two for one on them I think, yeah right? he did yeah. <laughs> that was a great move that was a nice move that was, a that, nice was move. that was uh, uh, right on the DR, drs kicked in yeah and it was, it was like, like same boom lap. goodbye yeah. <laughs> uh okay so that's the overwhelm no that was that was a surprise surprise surprise, surprise. Okay. so uh under what? Oh, so overwhelmed. I'm gonna go with uh, with the Alpines finally showing that they had some pace this weekend for a good while in the race. Yeah, Gasly was like I was P4, and yeah. I was like, wait, is that Gasly? How is that Gasly? Yeah. What's going on with Gasly? Yeah, right? no, they were I, was, good. I would I was, agree with that. 100%. I was like, wow, I can't believe that this is going on. They're they're obviously turned a page in that car, which is a good thing. Race pace obviously wasn't a hundred percent there, they, right. or an end strategy and a couple other things that came into a, to account for them. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that they were they were definitely the way to go. Underwhelming is Perez, man. Like I, I don't know, I, I don't understand how 
he was so far ahead and Max just reeled him in like like he was in a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, Max reeled him in and it was a rather casual reel. Yeah. There was no real sense of urgency even no. from the the lights out. No, like Max the, just kind of he just kind of he was sailing along yeah. and he knew he would get him at some point. Exactly. And then 10 laps left, he just took him. And I feel like he was the first couple laps of the race, he got a, like a 1.2 second gap and then just stayed there. You know, he didn't push anything and then when it I think when he realized that Max was coming through the field that quickly, he was like, oh, I got to go. And then all of a sudden, in like three laps, he was like, for probably the first five laps, six laps, he was 1.2 seconds. Yeah. And then two laps later, after he realized Max was coming, it was like, boom, four seconds, five seconds. It's like, man, you know he's coming through the pack, so that should be the time that you push the heck out of the car. Right. Get the heck up the road so that you have a a big gap by the time he gets through the pack. But. And then like, also, you knew he, you knew his strategy was long first yeah. stint, quick second stint. Exactly. So even if he was close in yeah. the second stint, you knew he was going to be coming with something fast because yeah. the fuel is down, the tires will be softer, yeah. mediums may be soft at that point. So yeah, yeah I, I was underwhelmed with with Checo's results. Yeah. Um, and it's not it, because it was coming off of a strong showing last weekend too. Yeah, so you really like, th- like that confidence is big for racing. Drivers, yes, it is. You know, it so is. when you come back off of. A weekend like last weekend where he was on it and he had the margin on uh, Verstappen in every, from, you know, the sprint and all of it, all encompassed. He had a better weekend. But then it's blow for blow. Hopefully this is what we get. Checo punches, Max punches back, you mm-hmm. know. so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. I hope uh, I hope that this kind of puts another spark underneath Checo for the yeah. next race and uh, we can have some... Red Bulls battle it out. That's right. Speaking of the next race, the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix. They're going to Italy in two weeks' time. Uh, We'll discuss post-race. In the meantime, drop a comment, subscribe, share, do whatever you got to do, and you can listen to the podcast as well wherever you get your podcast. For Daryl Timmers, I'm Dames. Now this saying, thank you for watching another race weekend, Canada's F1 show.